0: Welcome, everybody, to Pinkies Up. This is our third episode, and it's November while we're recording, so we've got Thanksgiving on the mind. And the recommended wine pairing for Turkey is Pinot Noir, and I love Cabernet. So in case you're new to Pinkies Up, we aim to answer questions that regular people like me have about wine. So tonight, we're going to be answering the question, what Pinot Noir should you drink if you're a
1: Cabernet lover? Join us. Welcome to Pinkies Up, a series where we answer questions normal wine drinkers like Bridget have about wine. I'm Nick, and I'm here to answer these questions in a way that makes sense, whether you drink your wine with your pinky up or you drink it in a solo cup. Let's see what's going on this month. Hello, everybody. It's time for the newest edition of Pinkies Up our wine series on the Dinner Plus Drinks podcast. And I'm really excited about this one because it's a challenge. What question are we answering today, Bridget? So
0: the question we're answering this week is, what Pinot Noir should you drink if you are a Cabernet lover?
1: So I take this one very personally because I (laughs) I am a Pinot Noir lover. This household, we drink the Pinot Noir, Mm -hmm. the red Pinot. Uh, Thanksgiving is coming up when we are filming this. And uh, we really highly recommend Pinot Noir as a great Thanksgiving wine. So Which always makes me nervous. Yeah, so we did we did a wine pairing video for Lake Geneva Country Meats. We can put a, a link into that if you're interested mm-hmm. in that. And it was a bunch of Pinot Noir, we tried some, and uh, Bridget.
0: Okay, I said it makes me nervous because Nick always tells me to drink Pinot Noir. I'm like, blah, blah. <laughs> I love Cab, in case you haven't realized that or put that together. But I will say, I think that we're going to be able to find a Pinot that I might like, even though I love Cab
1: so that's what we're gonna answer we'll see today i have three hypotheses <laughs> hypotheses on what way you can find a pinot noir for a cabernet drinker okay. so i have three answers to the question of what pinot noir should a cabernet okay. drinker try so do you
0: want to know why generally i feel like i don't like pinot yeah Which why? Is BS. Okay? i think that's a
1: great no pinot noir okay. is a lighter grape yes cabernet is it. a heavier grape so is it just the so, body
0: nick is answering my question yes Pinot Noir was the first red wine I started drinking when I started drinking wine. So this is like when you drink the gas station cappuccino and say that you like coffee. Like, no. So I was probably drinking crappy Pinot Noir. So Mark it was like, I, Who Mark knows? Honestly, I don't even remember when I started drinking wine. But it, it always felt watery,
1: if you will. I mean, now it feels watery, I should say. Um, so I knew that would be yes. your thing. So how do we find something that... Does it taste watery? (laughs) Hey, regular people like me use proper terms like that. (laughs) So, no, that's thin would be the proper descriptor. So I have three hypotheses. The first one is you should find a Pinot Noir that doesn't taste like Pinot Noir as as a Pinot Noir for a Cabernet drinker. Okay, so as a Pinot Noir drinker, do you like this one that doesn't actually taste like a Pinot? So this is (laughs) Naomi. It is a huge national brand. You've perhaps had it or heard of it. It got sold for a gajillion dollars. We don't sell it at the store, and I'll tell you why. Mm. So in America, (laughs) when something says Pinot Noir, it doesn't have to be 100% Pinot Noir.
0: Hmm. But in other countries, it does, and this is American.
1: <laughs> so, another California? question it kind of varies. And if you see like a single appellation, like if it says Oak Knoll in Napa Valley, then it has to be 95% of the grape listed. Okay. So, right now, this is only 75%. Wow. There is Syrah in this oh, I was wine. Like, is there, this is, is there overly really? extracted. There is Syrah blended in to make this Pinot Noir heavier. More fruity. Are big, you making me drink out
0: of these proper glasses instead yes, of my pinky I glass? I <laughs> even have
1: proper glasses this time. But because... this is what I
0: drink out of on this episode. <laughs> okay, we'll just leave this here and take it in the foreground for y'all to look at. So get
1: pinot noir that doesn't taste. Let's see, Bridget, what do you think of Miami?
0: Hmm. Okay. Um.
1: What would be the most forward flavor in this? Like black currant.
0: Yeah. I taste that a lot, and, but Licorician. this is far less thin than um, I would be normally
1: used to. Because so, they have landed a bunch of grapes that aren't Pinot Noir. Honestly,
0: this, like, I don't... Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't probably pick this above a cat still. But... But it does taste less thin. The thing I don't like about Pinot is how thin it tastes. You guys so, see how well I'm using that term now? Pinot Noir
1: <laughs> got really popular after the movie Sideways because they were mm, yeah, all, yeah. you know, screw Merlot, drink Pinot Noir! And people actually... That shifted from drinking Merlot to Pinot Noir because of the movie. Still wanted something with a little bit more body. Yeah. So these wines like Mio Me have crap blended in.
0: I, I see that Nick. It, it, Nick isn't
1: feeling this.
0: <laughs> Not feeling this Pinot is one of your faves. I like it. It's, it's easy to drink. I just there's like Petite
1: Sirah <laughs> in there too. It's it's got these like eucalyptusy flavors that have no business being in Pinot Noir. I don't like whatever. There is a very forward flavor. There's I mean, a lot of like. There's a lot of science in this wine. You know, wine They're making. It's not very natural. <laughs> there, there's a blend of art and science when it comes to making wine. And this yeah. one goes more towards science. Mm, I'm going to put that right here. All right, I so, but that's one us. approach, right? You can yeah. find a bottle like Miomi, yep. There's a lot of wines that have knocked off this approach. Um, this is a blend of wine from three counties, which is totally cool. That's, I'm not going to knock them for that. Okay. They're three very different counties, which I am going to knock them for that. <laughs> but you can find different wines. Clients? Yes, okay. very different climates, very different soil types. You know, it's like fusion's cool, but like Polish-type <laughs> <Asian> fusion <laughs> is like, those things don't really go together. Okay. They're very different. Um, so if you see something that's a knockoff of this, there's, you can find them. Okay. Um, but you know, if you don't know why it has Syrah blended in, that's one that's approach. I mean, I would drink that a side of turkey. But
0: I'm going to trust that these other two are closer to what I want. All right. I'm trusting you.
1: The second one. So this one I'm actually not sure on. Uh Uh-oh. This is the kind of wild card. And this one's, you know, so find a Pinot Noir that has a bit more tannin to it. So a bit more of that backbone. And this one's going to take a little bit more research on your side. Okay. Okay. But if you look for something that has what's called whole cluster fermentation, and you'll see that on labels sometimes. Willamette Valley Vineyards has a really popular one. This is Christum, also from Willamette. A lot of people in Oregon are doing this. So what that means is when you put the berries in your thing to ferment them, and there's different things you can use to ferment them, different types of barrels, uh, instead of having individual berries, you take the whole grape cluster, so the big bunch of grapes, throw it all in, and ferment it that way. That means there's still stems in there. Yep. And so you get some tannin from that. Mm, so it okay. gives you a little bit more of that dry structure. Do other wines do that? Usually just Pinot Noir because if you go anything heavier than that, it gets a little too much. Oh, okay, okay. So Pinot that. Noir beefs it up. Beefed it up. <laughs> Someone along
0: the way must have told me to like, hey, if you're just starting to like red wines, start That's with Pan right? I
1: don't That's know. Someone must it. have mentioned that <laughs> somewhere in my life. I don't know how else I would have known to start with So that. this comes to us from the Pacific Northwest. <gasps> my fave. Bridget's favorite wine region. Uh, <laughs> Oregon. And it's ecologically friendly, sustainable, <gasps> all the things, which is great. Oregon does this a lot. So I'm curious what you think of this one and if this is a good approach.
0: Um, Definitely taste the tannin. Um
1: there on the back end
0: i mean i love it but
1: it's it's not, is it still so
0: the other to light Lighter body a lot of tannin on the back yeah, so this was lighter body oh
1: yeah me. definitely lighter yeah. body than the me so
0: so no i don't like the blend of like a light body wine but also too much tannin
1: so what we're <laughs> discovering is you just like heavy body
0: yes i guess don't we know this if you're new to pinkies up Go backwards. <laughs>
1: Bridget likes the heavier body, not yes. the tannin. Yes. See, not I actually tannin. thought you kind of liked the tannin.
0: No, I think um, I think it must have been on our October. I don't remember which one. We were talking about this, and I was like, what is that when it's a little too dry on the back? And he just, oh, that's tannin. And I'm like, oh, I don't
1: like that. <laughs> so my first two approaches for addressing the fact that a Cabernet drinker is going to like something a little heavier oh, yeah. were, mm. one... Find Cabernet or Pinot Noir that doesn't taste like Pinot Noir, It's yeah. heavier body, yep. has Syrah, things like that blended yep. in. As a little bit of a strikeout.
0: Um, it was better. I would drink that over this one, to be honest.
1: My second <laughs> approach was find a Pinot Noir that has more tannin to it, something that through winemaking techniques, whole cluster fermentation, mm-hmm. maybe some more oak aging, has tannin to it, that backbone in the, in the Cabernet, also a strikeout.
0: I mean, you are... You are putting up a good fight <laughs> for Thanksgiving. I don't know what okay. I'm going to do this year, okay? So you're helping me out. I mean, in this one, there's
1: only 400 barrels produced. This one we just tried? Yeah. Wow. I I wish I could have... A, I, I don't know. None of these are
0: bad. They're just not what I would choose. It's... it's. <sighs> I mean, okay, so out of these two, you prefer, I assume, the one we just drank.
1: Yeah, yeah. I do... Um... I, it's it's a well-made wine it's got the nice light red berries it's it's very it's got some savoriness a little bit of baking spice it's a very spot-on for a Pinot Noir should be nice and enjoyable I
0: just don't understand like the white bodied wine I, I, like unless I'm drinking it alongside ice cream like I don't know <laughs> I feel like I wanted to stand up to my food
1: all right my last approach <laughs> I'm very upset Buy some really freaking expensive Pinot Noir. Perfect. That's a really high quality from a place that makes really big bodied, really big, big Pinot Noir. Bridget's going to love it. Perfectly. So this comes from Burgundy, France, the home of Pinot Noir. Why do
0: they make a big bodied Pinot?
1: So this is Pomard. This is a Premier Cru Pomard. So this means it's a really good vineyard. It sounds like it's a big deal. And... Pomard, the soil types, and the age of the vines, and the sun exposure, along with kind of how it's on a river, all related to a river, situated to a river, uh, all come together to make really big, bold, what we would call masculine styles of okay. Pinot you know, Noir. In Burgundy, you'll get what's sometimes called a feminine style, and sometimes you'll get a masculine. The feminine are from... Appellations that make uh, more aromatic, beautiful, lighter bodied, and the masculine you get big, bold. Okay, I didn't know
0: like a big, bold Pinot existed because I never would describe Pinot that way. Maybe after this I will. I'm nervous, but I don't like it. (laughs) I'll drink all (laughs) of it. Okay, tune in later (laughs) to see Nick after he drinks this (laughs) one. All right. Ooh, Hamard. Smells closer to something I would enjoy. Oh, yeah, much better. There we go! Okay, so still lighter than what I'd want. Let me be clear,
1: okay? But what if you're having chicken or turkey? You eat chicken all the time, Bridget! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but like, you're right. I, I don't actually,
0: so I, like I don't try and drink roast wine. Roast chicken? Like, mm-hmm. I drink wine a lot after the kids are in bed. So, like, not necessarily with my meal, but lamenting the day <laughs> after the kids are asleep and it's a moment of silence. So they're separate. So I want, like, my delicious wine, almost like my dessert. So it's on its own.
1: But this is, I did okay. Okay. Tell me what you like, taste in this. Okay. Uh oh. Hmm. So
0: I can't, so. it's a little, I I don't actually want to say this, but the first thing that came to mind was that it was a tiny, tiny bit dry on the end, drier than I'm used to. For sure. Um, for a Pinot, I guess. But again, like I I couldn't even tell you the brand of any Pinot I've had recently, unless it's something you've told me to try. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, because I never purchase it. So, This, though, I could see being delicious at a Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, heck yeah. I'm sure. Is it because it's the most expensive bottle?
1: I mean, it's not cheap.
0: Right. So is there an affordable version that's like a masculine pinot? No. Are there any good masculine pinots that are affordable? No. No. Why? Why is that? I mean, it is a holiday, so treat yourself. But... Uh, So, let's just... (laughs) Okay, but maybe we don't. I'm saying treat yourself. But... What it, is it? I mean, honestly, is there like an affordable masculine Pinot?
1: Can Not it really. Fun? No. <laughs> you know, what Miomi's trying to do is, yeah, this is like so, $133. Oh, great, um, great. <laughs> uh, Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, it's also very hard to find. Oh. Um, Pomard's a very small area, so it, it really is a special combination of the, the grapevines are very old. Um, the French own the land for a thousand years so mm-hmm. they don't have a mortgage.
0: Ah,
1: um, they can do things the way they the want. Dream. They DGAF <laughs> about um, kind of, you know, in America we chase trends a little bit mm-hmm. and the French are Definitely. generally a little bit more my father did it this way and his father mm-hmm. did it that way and my father and we did are it. Right. <laughs> so, um, you know, you, you can find red burgundy that's less expensive than this. It's, Pomard really is a special place yeah. uh, for for making Pinot Noir. If you like Pinot Noir, you deserve to at some point buy some Cremier cru fruit from Pomard, Bone, uh, some of the I don't want to say more affordable because it's not affordable.
0: More affordable. More than. affordable
1: <laughs> than like Romani Conti, which sells for like fifteen hundred dollars a bottle. Okay. Um, it's all. It's all know relative. Romans. But you owe it yourself to try some of these different Appalachians mm-hmm. and um, these different villages and see exactly what the quality buys you. Is this a hundred dollars better than the thirty dollar bottle of burgundy? No, it's not. Yeah. But
0: I mean I have a is it significantly
1: better? Heck yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I would honestly I wish I could like mix the body of the Naomi, oh. but with the better taste
1: and flavors of this. Um, but you know that would be weird too. put two once,
0: wines in one glass. <laughs> once
1: you start chasing that body, yeah. you, you just lose all the delicate. because yeah. there's floral notes in this. There's there's a lot going this on. In is this is so much more lovely. You know,
0: yep. it, 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 that's the way the regular people would describe it.
1: <laughs> there's there's you know three three different layers of flavor going on. There's some initial berries. Then you get because I get like fresh. And this will this wine will age for 15, 20 years, no problem. So originally I get like some fresh red berries still. And um, then you get some, like, compote and baked fruits that kind of mid-palate evolve across it. And then in the end, you definitely get a little bit, this needs some time in oak, uh, neutral oak, but you get a little bit of that oak spice, baking spices. Mm-hmm. And aromatically, I mean, it's berry, and there's some floral in there, which is nice. I think it's it's really... Yeah, it's.
0: I am consistently, in, um, I don't know, intrigued or impressed by how different. Like, this is all Pinot Noir. So, I would not, I don't, like, I haven't done a proper wine tasting since four of them shut down. But, like, <sighs> these are so different. All three of these wines, completely different. So, Nick has taught me so much of that. <laughs> Here,
1: let's bring out our World Atlas of Wine.
0: Oh, boy. But, I mean, it, and it's all really, well, it's the region and the grape and the way they're, they're processed, if you will. They're processed. The process? Guys, we are straight up looking up
1: Yeah, an Atlas here. What are you showing me? Trying to find. They have this laid out weird. Is this elevation? We're so, looking at what, like topography here? Yep, yeah, so this is <laughs> This is poor. Oh hard. yeah, okay. And you can see uh, show the people, Nick. There's there's <laughs> this, a river. It's very nice, very tiny map. It's it's on it's on. <laughs> uh, I'll need to call Jancis Robinson and ask her if we can publish this. She won't win. She's kind of a big deal. Oh. Um, but you can see there's this huge hill that's you know protects it from. It's a very special place. Look how <laughs> tiny this thing is.
0: It's very small. It makes the best you see Pinot Noir. Out of all these this free. premier
1: cru, it came from right here, this vineyard. It's on the map. Okay, buddy.
0: <laughs> so if you're not sure what to drink for Thanksgiving, Nick suggests Pinot Noir. We have a really, great, I mean, honestly, you make me nervous. I think this is the second year I've asked you, at least, maybe longer, what I should drink, and you always tell me Pinot Noir, and then I always panic.
1: I think I brought Syrah last year. We went. We I didn't remember. <laughs> We no. went a little nuts at Friendsgiving last year. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it
0: was good. We're gonna do this year? Can we even can we do Friends? You're in my bubble, so yeah. but also sparkling wine.
1: Yep, so, sparkling wine. Yeah. You, know. you could buy uh, all Pinot Noir, you could do a Blanc de Noirs, and that's gonna be all Pinot <gasps> Noir. I mean, I hate to pull this trick again, but going to. <laughs> maybe just buy someone especially like Bridget, just buy her a Blanc de Blanc de Noir and uh you know, there you go. Just pull in this trick. Or, you know, do this. Have a little
0: tasting. I don't know. This would be really interesting to eat alongside turkey. Because they're so different. Which one would be your choice? This one, um, because it's, it's your favorite. But yeah. specifically... I for-
1: mean, the Cristum Miomi is not good with food. Like, it is uh, just straight because up. Because there's, like, so many fle- I it's mean It's so sticky and It's very unctuous. flavorful. Yeah, yes. unkshift, actually. It's just... It's not... There's very little um, acidity in it. Mm-hmm. And any wine that's good with food's going to have I mean, a lot bad. of acidity. corner. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, yeah, so I would not recommend the Miomi with the food ever at all. Never. <laughs> okay. Um, there's a reason we don't sell it, which honestly is because the premise of our wine set is everything needs to go with food. Mm-hmm. Even disgustingly sweet wine can go with food yeah. if it's done...
0: We learned a little bit wow. about that. Yeah.
1: However, <laughs> wine that's just based on being like some huge front bomb just doesn't doesn't work with food. Fair enough. All right, so Bridget, give me the verdict. <laughs> so guys, what Pinot Noir? Should, Should you drink buy for you, a Cabernet drinker? If you love
0: Cab, well, guys, I guess we are buying the most expensive bottle, as always.
1: But really, is the end result just buy a, <laughs> buy a Cabernet because it ain't going to work no but matter I, what? I'm going
0: to be drinking Cabernet on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Yeah, I'm probably going to stick with Cab, I'll be honest. But you have opened my eyes, but still taught me that Penal grapes are a little too light for my liking.
1: Thank you for letting me (laughs) down gently, Bridget. Sorry, man. I appreciate it. I feel like I put my best swing at it. Yeah. I gave it a try. I do like the
0: $130 bottle, of course, but...
1: (laughs) I didn't pay that much for it. I want to be clear. I bought it on pre-buy, direct import, personal purchase, because I know some people... (laughs) But on the internet, it's selling for one hundred thirty dollars. So
0: you can enjoy that; it's very good, or you can buy a cab.
1: <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> you can do that.
0: I appreciate the effort, Nick. Means a lot.
1: <laughs> one day.
0: One day we'll meet on a common ground of pinot
1: noir. <laughs> Maybe we should do a merlot tasting, and just you know, actually,
0: I am very curious to like go back to merlot because again, growing up, merlot was like for old people, but I think I'm old people
1: now. Next so. October, we're gonna do merlot. Uh, Because October is Merlot month, oh yeah, they have a hashtag. It's called hashtag Merlot me. Really? Oh yeah, yes, I've seen that floating around. But we're very busy with Oktoberfest in October. We're very busy with (laughs) Oktoberfest, but I think uh, next October we should do some Merlots. Uh, I love Merlot. Uh, We're really deep in it on our cellar, so you know we got to drink that sometimes. I do
0: need to um, expand my Merlot knowledge.
1: So that's a great, great, and it ripens more reliably than Cabernet, which (laughs) climate change is not a problem.
0: Well, I have some things to learn, I guess.
1: All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bridget, I'm sorry. I failed to. (laughs) If you love Pinot, we'd love to know what your favorite Pinot is. Have you ever tricked a Cabernet drinker into drinking Pinot? Specifically, that's what we want to know. So I I can try it. (laughs) I thought about buying you Pinotage, which is the world's worst grape. Oh, I was like, it sounds terrible. A cross, I'm sorry, a hybrid of Pinot Noir and since so and it's a dumpster fire. Great, thanks. So, but it's got some Pinot Noir in it, and it's like really kind of tastes like Cabernet, kind of.
0: Why is it a dump? Are you telling me I like dumpster fire wine?
1: Well, because it was made in South Africa when oh. there was apartheid, and they wanted something heavier bodied, and they couldn't get any real Maybe Cabernet like because they were they were being embargoed by the rest of the uh-huh, world. Uh-huh. Um, but you, you know, stay tuned. guys. Stay tuned. <laughs> thanks for listening in.